Welcome to the KSSDB Discover Podcast. I mean, KSSB Discover Podcasting. I am Daniel, the host for this episode. We have Tavy. Hi. Teresa. Hello. Zach. Hi. Miss Lydia. Hello. And Miss Tanya. Hi. And me. So this episode is going to be all about Leadership 2000. And to kick off this episode, we have a, we have a short story from Teresa here. Hi, thank you very much for having me. I work with a group called Leadership 2000. And I can't promise that my story is short, Daniel, so I hope that's okay. It is. Thank you. Um, Leadership 2000 is a service organization based in Wyandotte County, and it started in 1985 by three gentlemen who were very concerned about the future of Wyandotte County. And they were, one person worked for the city and the other two were with the Chamber of Commerce. And one of those was also the superintendent of schools in USD 500, Dr. O.L. Plucker. He started the initiative and they, these three gentlemen got together and visited and then pulled other folks in to see if there was really a valid concern about what would happen in Wyandotte County if there was no one to take steps forward to continue to hold the community in trust. And does anyone know what I mean when I say hold the community and trust? What would that mean? If you really believe in your community and you're holding it in trust, what might that mean? Um, like you're trusting them? You're, you're trusting the people in the community to do what's right for the benefit of the community. Okay. That's a good answer, Tavy. So <laughs> these gentlemen got together and they had enough support from other community leaders, from members of the different school districts, from the community college, from different businesses, from nonprofits and profits that also had concerns, knowing that if we didn't take a stand or if they didn't take a stand for Wyandotte County, what would happen in the future? What would happen five years from now, 10 years from now, 20 years from now? So their premise was to develop a curriculum based on knowing about the community and to pull some of the top leaders together, young leaders that didn't realize even that they were leaders yet, to learn more about the community and learn what it means to be a leader. I was part of class 18, so there were 17 classes before me. The first class was in 1986. And I, in class 31, I became the facilitator. So I am now on class 36. So I'm, I'm five years into facilitating and it's quite exciting. Do you, do you know how often we meet, Daniel? You guys meet once a month. We do meet once a month and we have, there's a retreat that is held in September and it's a three-day retreat and it is, um, technology free zone, ideally. And we do a lot of team leader, team building leadership activities. Um, we learn about, that's where we begin to learn about the Kansas Leadership Center principles that everyone can lead. Leadership is not about authority. So if you are, let's say Mr. Harding, 
is the superintendent of schools here at KSSB. He has a position. He has a position of authority. But you students do not have positions of authority necessarily, but it doesn't mean you can't lead because we say anyone can lead at any time. If you see an opportunity, you step forward and you lead. We talk about leadership being an activity and not a position because you are taking, Dan, for instance, you're taking the role of host for today. Is that correct? Yes. Okay, so you are taking that on. That's an activity. That is a leadership activity. You are taking a leadership role. Tavi, you are taking co-host. So that is a leadership role. It's an activity. What? It's not necessarily not. a position. You could be a co-host and not be a leader, but you are taking a leadership role. Well, <laughs> when we also talk about leadership, we talk about leadership has to start with you and must engage others. So maybe you have this great idea and you want to move forward with that great idea, but you're not really sure how to move forward, what steps to take. So what would a person do if you're not sure what steps to take? You could ask, you know, ask people around you because even if you may not know exactly how you're supposed to lead a thing you're interested in, someone, you know, one of your peers or an adult or someone may. And that's really how I got started with literally everything I do around here, you know, because all of, you know, I guess as I've kind of explained many times before, like all of this started because of a tech club that I helped start when I was like 11. Correct. So it's like just, you know, evolution. That's how, you know, the best leaders you know, lead is start with something small where they can, you know, learn the experience and, you know, have that grow as time goes on, you know, and that's, that's one of the ways I got here to where I am today. That's excellent, Patrick. And you bring up a good point. We're asking others because the other question I would have is, do you always ask those who have the same beliefs that you do, or do you ask unusual voices? I always asked unusual voices because I mean, or to get both sides, you know, I'd ask for an opinion from maybe someone, you know, totally like me. Maybe I'd ask a peer, hey, do you like this idea? You know, and then maybe someone else would say, I like it, but I think you should improve it by doing something else. Like, I love asking for all sides of, you know, how can I make something work the best for everyone or where can I compromise? That's an excellent point. We talk a lot about your purpose and the purpose of leadership, but the purpose, what you do every day in your daily life and your purpose has to be clear. If you are going into biology class and Miss Ray is teaching about, what's the topic of the week? Anybody in biology, tell me the topic of the week. Genetics. Genetics, she's teaching about genetics. So you would ask the purpose of, what is the purpose of learning about genetics? Why do you need to know that? If Mr. Christian is doing a social skills class and he's talking about anti-bullying and maybe I don't get it, I don't know, but he has to help me understand the purpose of learning about anti-bullying, correct? Or yes. not correct? I don't know, am I that's, right or wrong? That's correct. That's correct, mm -hmm. okay. And then we talk about leadership being risky. So why is it risky? Why do you think it's risky? Because. Um, because some people like might be terrified to take it. They might be terrified to take that first step needed mm -hmm. to make a change. Yeah. 
You, it, when leaders are out there working and they're ready to lead, sometimes taking that first step to make a difference in the world around them, whether it's their community, at, their immediate community, like the KSSB community, or their community at large, as in Wyandotte County, or the greater Kansas City community, to make a change and to affect change, it's very risky because you have to take that step. Tavia, you took a step today, didn't you? Yes, I did. What was your step you took? I took a step of co-hosting and I've never done it before. So did you feel <laughs> it was risky? Yes. And why did you think that way? Well, because I know that we're recording and I just like don't make a mistake in it or something. Well, I don't want to make a mistake either, <laughs> but one of the things that we do when we're taking risk and we're working with others is we create a trustworthy process. Mm -hmm. And I think this club that you all have, the podcasting group, has created a trustworthy process with each other. So you all feel comfortable being involved. Mm -hmm. Dan, did you feel comfortable being the host today? Yes, I felt comfortable and, being the host. So why is that? Because I've never been a host of the KSSB podcasting since the beginning of the school year. And why were you comfortable today being the host? Because I have a wonderful, because I knew and I've heard radio hosts on Cirrus XM, FM, and AM radios all across the world. And I have heard hosts on Spotify and other streaming platforms. So are you saying that you've learned skills from them? Yes, I did. Right. You feel inspired, you know, because you feel inspired by their work to do work of your own. Yeah. Yes. So Dan mentioned that we meet monthly and he's correct. One of the things that these three gentlemen who started Leadership 2000 Felt was important was for the members of the class to, is to learn about the community and the 2000 doesn't stand for the year 2000 the 2000 indicates the number of people they believed at the time could be trained in servant leadership skills and servant leadership is giving is all about giving back and giving back to your community so after we have the three-day retreat where we have all kinds of creative and fun and and hardworking activities in October that's in September and then in October we take we spend all day long on a bus and we tour the city. And there's a couple of schools of thought, some people think we should tour for three days because they loved us so much, some people think the tour is too long, some people think we set too long, but in reality, we get on the bus at eight we get off the bus at five we're also off the bus five or six times during the day. And we're looking at different pieces and parts of our community that some people, even though we grew up here, have never seen. In November, what is it we do in November? November is National Education Month. That's correct. November is Education Month. So we go to a site and we invite the superintendents of all of the school districts in Wyandotte County, plus the um, president of the community college visits with us and we invite other people and some people are able to come and some people are not able to come but the class creates the questions very much like your podcast group you where you create the questions your own self and then in no so we have a full day of education and this year we met at Wyandotte high school in the morning and the community college in the afternoon 
We talk to a lot of students about leadership and they are very much on the same place where you all are in with their leadership skills. In December is governance month. And so we invite all the elected officials that serve Wyandotte County, state of Kansas, not national level. And we hope to have a good showing and we have what I call a speed dating time frame. So I break the class up into small groups. This year it was groups of four. And so there was five in a group, six in one group, and they go around to each table and they talk to the mayors, they talk to the city commissioners, they talk to the state representatives, and they have 20, 25 minutes to rotate around and ask any question they want. Super cool. That which is, is extremely cool. Which so, is really cool. So I have a question. Yes, ma'am. So how do you get people to like engage like what you're doing like what inspires them what i think that's a great question and and i would hope to believe that what would inspire them is they want to make a difference in wyandotte county they want to make a positive impact and one of the questions that we have on the application because um, everyone who who is selected to be in class has to fill out a multiple page application and they answer the questions mm -hmm. of What's their current involvement? What's their past involvement in Wyandotte County? What's their current involvement in making a difference in Wyandotte County? And what is it that they want to see happen in Wyandotte County? So they, it's talking about that. It's talking about what they want to see to make a difference. Okay. So like, is there like a right and a wrong answer? Or? No. Okay. It's not about right and wrong. It's about speaking from your heart, which we okay. talk about that during leadership. It's leadership isn't always about the data. It's not always about the facts and figures. It's also about speaking from your heart, because if you're going to serve your community, you need to have a heart for your community and own it and hold it in trust. And that's where we talk about holding your community in trust. So okay. how many people do y'all have involved nowadays? Of course, it started with the hopes of like 2000 or so, but how, how much has it evolved over the years? I, I think we have, we have um, approximately 870 some graduates now. Cool. Alumni, and we have a timeline that we created back in 1985 was the first one and we roll it out once a year so it has all the names of everyone who's a member of leadership 2000 by class and it really is quite impressive it probably would go across your entire gymnasium floor wow wow if not so, further maybe down the hall so when you go to do your um like your retreats and stuff do you like plan where to go to because my someone does a church retreat and they plan i don't know if they plan to travel but like they do gifts like they give people gifts do you guys do that we we do plan we do a lot of planning and we have to do a lot of long-range planning because okay. we're meeting in different locations around the community say in may we go to ku med center and meet in april we are meeting, I'm sorry, in April, we are meeting at KU Med Center. In May, we're meeting at James Davis Hall at Wyandotte County Lake. In March, we're meeting at Foster Adopt. Uh, February, um, I always, I email Mr. Harding in August of the year before and ask him if he can hold the date for me um, in February. So we have to plan far ahead. Now, 
there are some gifts that we receive from diff different businesses that we give out uh, either during the retreat or sometimes it depends on what the gift is. Sometimes it's during the uh, tour, the bus tour. Okay, because like, um, I was just curious if that. No, sure. Very good question. Thanks. So I was curious, where do you guys sleep during the retreats? Because I know you told me back in 2018, you said there was a 24 bedroom dorm without any heaters and stuff. <laughs> um, in 2018, there was a heater problem in 2018. Currently, last year and this next year, we'll be staying at a motel or hotel in Leavenworth, Kansas. Because what we want to do is take folks away from the community that they live in and just so they can concentrate on what our learning is and and getting to learn the people that they are going to be with all year. Super cool. Okay. I was going to say your your leadership has improved over the years. I mean, the <laughs> the, the the class has really evolved and changed and what a huge evolution there is to it. Thank you, Daniel. I think um, when we added the Kansas Leadership Center principles, I think that helped. The things we talk about um, on a monthly basis is diagnosing situations, how to energize people, how to intervene, intervene skillfully, and how to manage self. And one of the things we talk about in managing self is you really have to analyze yourself and realize your own faults, but also all the positive things about you. And then also know what others say about you. You may not realize that others think you're a fabulous leader when you yourself do not think that you have those skills. Or there may be one little thing they may say to tweak a little bit and to improve on, and um, it could make all the difference in the world. So I was curious, what happens if you have somebody into the retreat when they're under 21, say like like a sister or a brother or someone? Well, the, the minimum age limit is 21, so we would not have to worry about that because the person has to be 21 to be part of Leadership 2000. And if they're not 21, and like the, like for instance, like if you were like 12 or, or 16 or 18, or, or if you're just, you know, a yes. young toddler. Right. Well, I would have to talk to the person who thought they might bring those people that are younger than 21 and ask them to find other accommodations for them because it would, it would make it very challenging for them to be a part of. There is a high school leadership group called Leadership 2020. There and is. if it were a 16-year-old, I would suggest that they look into that group. I was about to ask how that works because, of course, you want to start, you know, training leaders to be leaders as young as possible. You want to try and ingrain it. So I was going to ask, is there a, a such groups for those who are under 21? Because, you know, it, even if it, the activities aren't as grand as it were, you know, um, as the adult one, it's still a great idea, I think, to get people out there, you know, get them interested, get them leading. You, you know? are correct. So, and one of the yeah. things that the, each class has to do is come up with a project that's going to benefit the community. And I believe, now I don't know, I'm going to have to look it up. It was either class seven or class eight, but I can tell you here in just a second 
that their, it was class seven, and their project was to create a leadership training program for youth of Wanda County. So they created Leadership 2020. And if we think in terms of when class seven was around, that was 1992, 1993. So it's Leadership 2020 has been around 20 years now. And we met some students recently who were involved in Leadership 2020. So that's quite that exciting. Cool. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So I was curious, like, would would Leadership 2020 be benefit for like people, people in ages like, for instance, like if, for example, if me or Ellie would want to go there? I think Leadership 2020 starts when you are a junior in high school. I do not know the parameters, but it would benefit you, yes. Uh, it would benefit anyone who wants to be a leader in the community. But Ellie is not in junior yet. Correct, and neither are you. So a person <laughs> would have to be a junior, and it's like Patrick would be too old. Some of you in this room might be too young to apply for Leadership 2020, but it never hurts to be thinking about what leadership skills you have and how to improve upon them. But I'm one, and I'm one year away from being a junior. There so. you go. Do you think you'd want so, to be? Do you think you'd be interested in joining it, Daniel? Maybe. So, what ways do you find to improve the community? That's a very good question, and each class has come up with a variety of things that they have done. Um, one class, the class I was in, for instance, we toured Douglas Elementary School, and at the time, Douglas had no play. They had an asphalt playground, but they had no playground equipment. They had basketball goals with no nets, and that was essentially it. So we raised funds for a playground that cost about $40,000. Mm. And then we worked with the school district, and they installed it. So then the students at Douglas had a place that they could play. Super Other classes cool. have done so things cool. like um, supported um, the sheriff's department and other departments within the community that work with ch work uh, to help children who have to be removed from their home, mm -hmm. which is kind of sad, but because mm -hmm. of different reasons, maybe they have to be removed in an emergency basis. And mm -hmm. so they have um, created backpacks and, and things that those kids can have or um, on an immediate basis. There are groups that have supported uh, Special Olympics it's okay. just whatever the class believes that they want to do they have to research it they have to all agree to it or agree to disagree and then they have to create their fundraiser that is cool it and is each class tries to beat the last class oh. so last year's class raised um Oh, about $10,000 and then plus they, they were able to receive some grant monies. So this year's class has decided that they're going to raise over $10,000 and then get some grant monies and their money will go to a group called Foster Adopt. Oh, Ooh. that's sweet. Mm -hmm. That's super sweet. How did you guys do leadership 2000 during the coronavirus, also known as COVID-19 pandemic? Well, that hit us in the middle of one of the classes. And so we had to cancel um, the April and May class. And what we did 
was we met in late May at Memorial Hall. And Memorial Hall will hold 300 people and we only had 18 people in class. So we had people spread out all over the hall. I'd use a microphone because they were spread out so far I couldn't shout that that loud. And we got through it. And then um, we were just able to do what we needed to do. But I thought you had to do class on Zoom or something. Well, we then we had the next year, we couldn't really have class. So we spent that year training and planning and doing a variety of things. And we did the board on Zoom because we couldn't have, meet. Why couldn't you have class that next year? Well, we couldn't have class the next year because of the, the um, COVID virus. Mm -hmm. And people were not, we were not getting folks together in small groups mm -hmm. to work that closely um, throughout the community. Also, we had already heard from our community partners saying they were not opening up their buildings to access. So we really had no place to meet. So we just decided we would put it on hold. You couldn't have done it in a park? Well, we could have, but December, January, February in a park, if it were 30 degrees, might have been a little challenging. That's a little cold. Yeah, I don't know. That's chilly. extremely cold. No, so, I make sacrifices, but I yeah, don't know if that's what I want to make. We, there was lots of conversation. There is a board that runs this group. It's a 15-member board, and they have, a, they have a chairperson and a chair elect and a secretary and all these different committees and so they decided it wasn't my decision they decided that we would just put it on hold we would take that year and do a lot of planning so we're in class 36 we should really be in class 37 but we skipped a year so we're back to 36 so we're that's okay so when did class resume after covid the next year the following year that's awesome indeed you could probably tell me the date daniel <laughs> yeah so so what's the date, Daniel? The date was April 7th, 2022. That's good. <laughs> so we, we also talk about knowing your strengths and your vulnerabilities and your triggers, right? Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? It does. Yes. We talk a lot about looking at those tough, tough interpretations. And Pat talked about that a little bit about getting unusual voices and, and um, gathering information from a variety of people that you typically wouldn't talk to the um you also have to start where you are and it's like Tavy, when you came in and you were so nervous and i'm nervous too <laughs> but we have to kind of start right where we are right now and then move forward yeah right yeah and actually it's not so bad now <laughs> see yeah. because we're all just comfortable and we're holding to our purpose <laughs> yes. and we're just having conversation yes indeed conversation is a lovely thing so um I am born and raised Wyandotte County and have heard of Leadership 2000 um, and I have had friends that have gone through it, but could you share some of your famous or pertinent Leadership 2000 alumni? Oh, I would love to share the pertinent alumni. Do you guys realize that three of the mayors in Wyandotte County are all graduates of Leadership 2000 and that Mayor Carol Mordovich was in the first class? Um, one of the other persons who was part of the first class is Ralph Bartley. Does anyone here know that name? No. I think I do. I do not know Mr. who. Mr. Christian, do you know who Ralph Bartley was? Yes, I do. I've actually met him. Yes. And who is Ralph Bartley? He is a past superintendent of the of KSSB. That's right. He was past superintendent of KSSB before Madeline. 
Mm -hmm. And he was also in the first class. Very cool. So what it's, year was Ralph Bartley in on campus? He was on campus for quite some time, and I don't know those years. You would have to go to the other building and look and see. But mm -hmm. other members who were famous, we've had three superintendents that have gone through. We have had uh, people who are now at the Senate level in Topeka serving the oh, entire state that cool. have gone through Leadership 2000. That's so uh, cool. We have several city commissioners. There are currently, within the unified government of Wyandotte County, there's approximately 35 people who have gone through the Leadership 2000 training, if not more. Um, the current mayor, Gardner, went through Leadership 2000. He actually was in my class, in class 18. Um, there are two judges, um, at least two. There could be, no, I'm taking it back. There's three judges, I believe, current judges, who were in Leadership 2000. And one of those was a graduate of my class last year, and she was just elected. Cool. Nice. Well, congratulations for her. Yeah, Judge Alcaraz. Indeed. Congratulations. Uh -huh. Yes. <laughs> so there are lots and lots of, of very well-known people, and then people who are not so well-known who do a lot of leadership within our community, and people are not uh, aware of them. But those that um, the... Persons from the city commission, the, the city council who came to our governance, every one of them had been a graduate of Leadership 2000. And it's, it's quite humbling when you look at who the graduates are and where we are and what they have gone on to do for our community. Wow. It's quite exciting. <laughs> Indeed. It's cool. Because one of the things about leadership is you don't know what impact you're going to make down the road. Might be small, might be large. You just never know. So um, do you ever donate to charities? Myself personally or Leadership 2000? Kind of both. Leadership 2000, the classes raise money to make the donations because who they donate to, what who, the project they adopt is a nonprofit, so that would be a charity. The oh, okay. individuals within Leadership 2000, I am certain that they donate to charities. Do you have anything in mind? I was just curious. Oh, but we are getting pretty close to our ending time here, so I was wondering if there's any other thoughts and questions and such things that you'd like to convey anyone well this may help us wrap up i my question is an obvious one but if you're listening and thinking that um hey i'm a leader in some capacity how could they apply how could they find out more information there it, that is an excellent question and i should have had that email memorized mr christian um <laughs> but there is Leadership 2000 is on Facebook, and I will say that if you are listening to this and you are interested in becoming a member of Leadership 2000 Class 37, what we need is your name and your email address, and we will send you information. But if you go on to Facebook and look up Leadership 2000, you can connect to us that way, and someone will re reply to you within 24 hours. Okay. That is amazing. Good to know. And we would love to have... Anyone who has that heart and soul for serving our community, 
reach out and join Leadership 2000. It's a limited number of people that we take. It's a selected group and um, we want the best. I wish I could, but I'm too young. You are a little bit too young, <laughs> maybe in the future. Yeah. But it will exist in the future, so it's absolutely possible to join in the future. As yeah. Because that's you know one of their goals is sustaining themselves. Right. So and one of the yeah. things I didn't mention, if I might, is the class is made up of an eclectic group of people across our community. So it's educators, it's people from BPU, it's people from banks, it's the realtors. They are um, people from the unified government. There's first responders. There's all types of folks that make up each class and we want our classes to look like our community. So we want a diverse group of folks to be a member that of Leadership cool. 2000. Indeed, it is quite cool. <laughs> I have one more question that goes along with the diverse group. Has anyone who is blind or visually impaired been through Leadership 2000 yet? Yes, no. Mr. Ben Blagg has been oh, Leadership 2000. And wow. Ben was, He's with the unified government. He is, he is currently with the unified government. And I have my alumni book here and I used to know exactly when Ben was, but. Very cool. Yep. So yes, the answer to your question. Yes, they have. I um, one last question. So if they're visually impaired and they like need something braille, do you have Brailled copies, or do you have to like go take it to someone? I would probably ask for assistance from KSSB. Okay. But that's the cool thing about connections in such a way is mm -hmm. it's easier to you know you since you it's kind of a favor you know favor to favor thing. Mm -hmm. So they I'm sure they'd be more than happy to help right. an organization like yours you know with Braille because that's kind of how community should work. That's right. You are exactly right, Pat. And it is connection to connection because. You get to know people that um, you never knew their position existed or that they existed in a position like that. And yeah, um, one story that the that is told is that there is a, a location in Edwardsville, the city hall, the city hall in Edwardsville had no library. There was well, there's no library in Edwardsville at the time. A new person to the city of Edwardsville That's met cool. a librarian from KCK and they hooked up where they could have a library a library in city hall in edwardsville it has mm -hmm. since expanded and moved on and it's out of the city hall now but that never would have happened had they not met there's another story that's told of a person that worked in a department serving youth within our community and another person who worked in a first responder department and they once a month they were in meetings together and they never really did see eye to eye and they didn't really understand the other person's point of view they were in the same leadership 2000 class and they got to know each other and they had the opportunity to talk and share and learn about the other person's point of view those unusual voices we talked about pat indeed and they now are just like besties best friends and they make a major difference in that meeting that they have once a month that is awesome super good to hear <laughs> yes. all right well i think it's about time to end this here um i'd like to thank everyone so much for joining uh thank you very much daniel for you know offering to host our podcast you're today. welcome you did a very great job at it 
please show up and do more hosting. <laughs> and thank you very much, Teresa, for showing up and uh, in person, I may add, to talk about Leadership 2000 and what great it does for our community. Thank right. you very much for having me. All right, and you can listen to us on Apple Music, Spotify, and wherever you get to your podcasting. Yep, indeed, Apple Podcasts. Um, and you can also follow our Twitter. We are KSSB Podcast. And if you have any suggestions or anything for us, uh, you can also send us email. We are KSSB Podcast at KSSDB.org. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We'll see you on the next podcast.